You are listening to the Hope Church Sermon Podcast. At Hope, our mission is to help people know God, find freedom, discover their purpose, and make a difference. Now, join us as we listen in on a sermon from last Sunday. It is our hope that you feel God's love stronger today than ever before. Last week, we opened up a brand new series called This Is Not The End. This Is Not The End. And if you're here today and you don't know the story of, of Easter... Um, maybe last week was your first time, you're coming back, we want you to know we're glad you're back, but we want you to know um, that, the, that the, tomb, uh, the tomb was not the end. And so um, we're going to continue on week two for us. You heard an announcement video that Gabe did for us just a moment ago, and we have Next Steps tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Now Next Steps is a class where you can get more plugged in and get to know more about, church, about Hope Church and how you can plug in and play your part in the kingdom of God. The Bible tells us that everyone's been given a gift. And we want you to figure out what that gifting is. We want to help you figure out that gifting. We want to help find you a place to, for you to make a difference right here at church. And here's what I believe. If you make a difference here, you'll make a difference wherever you're at. And so tomorrow night, 8 p.m. on Zoom, it doesn't get any better than that. And then moms and dads of students, 6th to 12th grade, if you know someone who's in 6th to 12th grade, if you have a neighbor who's in 6th to 12th grade, bring them back tonight. The best thing they could do is, is be in God's house tonight. They're starting a brand new series called Big Facts. And the world is doing its best to throw all kinds of bad theology at your kids. And they're doing a good job. The world is louder, unfortunately, than the church. And so we want to encourage you, man, bring your kids back tonight. We've got a word tonight, a series called Big Facts. We want to give them the truth of God's word because we know that will change their life. We know that will make them new. We know that will do the things that, the things that you want your kid to do and be. It comes from this word. And so have your kids come back tonight. And I believe that God will do something incredible in them. If you can get them to us, God's word will get through them. So that is tonight at 6 p.m. to 7.30. We hope that you'll come. Hey, Acts chapter 1, verse 3 says this. During the 40 days after Jesus suffered, okay, last week was, was Resurrection Sunday. For the next 40 days, the next 40 days, the Bible says that Jesus appeared to the apostles from time to time. He showed up over and over again, and he proved to those guys, those disciples, he proved them in many ways that he was still alive. That was essential. A lot of people believe there was a Jesus. They believe that he did die, but they didn't believe that he rose again three days later. But Jesus rose again three days later, and he had to show himself to people over and over and over again. And if not, if they didn't show himself over and over again, they would say, oh, that didn't really happen. But he showed up over and over again to people and say, hey, here I am. And here's what we want you to know, that God is still in the business of showing up in people's lives. God is still in the business of showing up in marriages. God is still in the business of showing up in your kid's life. God is still in the business of showing up in your business, in your finances, in your life, your mental health, your spiritual health. God is still in the business of showing up. He did it back then. He will continue to do it again. He says he showed up to them in many ways, and he wanted to know they were, he was alive, and he talked to them about the kingdom of God. And when you come to this church, we want, we want to talk about God, and we want to talk about the kingdom of God. Of God, And so we learned last week, we learned this. It's not the end for you and it's not the end for me. It's not the end for you and it's not the end for me. Because the tomb was empty, you and I, we don't have to be empty. We get to be filled up by God. And so we're going to continue the story in Luke chapter 24. What a powerful passage of scripture. If you have a Bible, Luke 24. If you don't, you can look at the big Bibles in the air. I said last week, I like big Bibles, and I cannot lie. And so there they are, Luke 24, verse 13. He's resurrected. On the very same day, two of Jesus' followers were walking to the village called Emmaus, seven miles 
from Jerusalem. So mind you, Jesus is in the tomb. It's rolled away. The disciples roll up. The first, the ladies look in there. They're like, yo, we're not going in there. They get some guys. They get there. They look in there. They're like, we're not going in there. Peter rolls up. He's like, I'm going in there. Like, I'm gonna, I got to see what's going on up in there, up in there. And Peter goes right in there. He's like, I got to see what's going on. And so the, 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 he gets in there. He, they can't find him. So we're, fast forward, that same day later, they're like, we got to find this guy. Like somebody stole Jesus. We got to find out where Jesus, if you're going to steal somebody, you don't want to steal Jesus. But like, we got to find this guy. Where, where is Jesus at? So the Bible says these guys are walking to Emmaus, seven long miles, an, over an hour, hours walking to Emmaus. As these two guys are walking, they're going back home. They thought it was the end. I think sometimes in our life we think it's the end. It's not the end. It's really just the beginning. The, the tomb rolled away. It was not the end. It was just the beginning. It was the resurrection. So they begin to walk back to their, to, back to, uh, back to Emmaus. They're, they're leaving. They saw what happened three days prior to. They're going back home. The Bible says this. As they walked along the way, they were talking about everything that had happened. And I'm sure those two guys were saying, I cannot believe what we saw. I cannot believe he's not there. They're asking questions like, man, I, I just didn't, I didn't see this coming. Verse 15 says this, and as they talked and they discussed these things, Jesus himself suddenly came up and began walking with them. Creeper. He just rolled up. I call it the, the Tesla creep. How are those cars so quiet is what I'm trying to figure out. I like trucks you can hear coming. Like I, I want to know someone. But I've been walking in the parking, parking garage or walking in, um, walking across the streets or walking down, down the road. And these little cars, these electronic cars, they just come right up. And then they get to a stop sign, they shut off, which is weird to me. Push the gas and they turn back on again. Quietly. They just sneaks right up like, oh, I did not even see. We didn't even see him. We didn't see anyone was coming up. And finally the Bible says Jesus is there. Now verse 16 is imperative because here's what it says in verse 16. But God kept them from recognizing him. You might be asking yourself the question, now why did, G why did God keep these guys from recognizing Jesus? There's a point to that. And we're going to talk about that at the end of our time together today. But here's what I want you to know. There's implications right now in this passage of scripture on the, what we call the Trinity. It's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And I love that God uses that right here in this passage of scripture. God is in heaven way before the, everything's created. God creates the heaven, the, the moon, the stars, all the plants, all the animals. He creates all those things. He's in heaven. Sin enters into the earth through Adam and Eve. When the sin enters into the earth, Jesus, God knew that he was going to have to send his son down the cross for our sins. So he sends his son down the earth. And we see Jesus walking this earth. We see the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He's going to ascend into heaven. After these 40 days up, he's going to go to heaven. And then he's going to give us the Holy Spirit. Come back next week. We're going to talk about that because that is essential for your well-being as a Christian. The Bible says these guys are walking back. They're defeated. They're discouraged. They're frustrated. If you've ever been there before, that's where you find these guys at. Jesus rolls in, but they don't know it's him. Verse 17, you probably had a mask on. Verse 17 says this. He asked them, <clears throat> too soon? I don't know. Verse 17 says he asked them, hey, guys, what are you guys talking about? Like, you guys are, they use the word intently. Like, you guys are having a serious conversation. What are you guys talking about? They stopped short. Sadness ran across their faces. Then one of them, Cleo, says this. You must be the only person in Jerusalem 
who hasn't heard about all the things that had happened there the last few days, a.k.a. where have you been at? You didn't read, you didn't know Taylor Swift was back? Like, they're having that kind of moment. Like, you didn't know, like, Risen, you didn't, like, you've not been watching the news? Have you been on Facebook? Like, where have you been at? Like, is your head in the sand? Like, we, everyone knows about this. We will, what we've heard about happened. How do you not know what is going on? One of them, so they begin to talk to them. He goes, you must be the only person. Verse 19, and Jesus says this, what things. By the way, if Jesus ever asks you a question, he knows the answer to the question. And any question that you may be wanting to ask Jesus in your life, I want to encourage you today, don't be afraid to ask him. He has an answer for you. And you may not get it right away, but he has an answer. He knows what he's doing. I was in a group this week, and I realized this. The guy leading the group said this, that when something bad happens in your life, God's not in heaven going, hey, Holy Spirit, Jesus, get together. We didn't know this was coming. He's never done that before. He knows. When good things happen in your life, he's not going, oh, man, I didn't, I didn't, know, I didn't know we blessed them. He, he knows all the things. He's in heaven. He's looking down. He's ruling and reigning. He knows what's happening. And they're like, what things? And they say, the things that happened to Jesus, the man from Nazareth, they said, he was a prophet who did powerful miracles and he was a mighty teacher in the eyes of God and all of the people. Now, mind you, they haven't made the connection that that's Jesus, number one. Number two, they're like talking about Jesus and God like they're two separate people. They're like, we don't, we don't really have all the information. Like, we've been to church. Like, we don't really know all the things quite yet. But they're like, like haven't you heard, like, there was this prophet and um, he was... He, he was supposed to be this powerful, miraculous guy. And he was a mighty teacher in the eyes of God and all the people. Like, you haven't, like, you don't know what happened. He tells them. But our leading priest, like, this is what we did to him. The leading priest and the other religious leaders handed him over to be condemned to death. And they crucified him. You hear us a lot at our church say this. We're not a, relation, we're not a, we're not a religious church. We're, we're, we are a relational church. Here's what he says to them. Religious people killed Jesus. People that were like trying to do good, act good, smell good, act like they were good, fake that they were good, pretend that they were good. People that had all the, the facade, like th- those people, they're, they're actually the ones that killed Jesus. And I want to let you know that Jesus came and died so we can have a relationship with him. He's alive. He's not, he's not dead. He's not, he didn't, they didn't get him out of the tomb and then put him back in the, in the grave again. Like, hey, put him back in the coffin. Like, they didn't, he already, he resurrected. He came out of that grave that we sang about last week. They, we, we did this to him. Religious people, people that went to church, pretended to do good and be good. He says here, they did that. We crucified him. Verse 21 says, we had hoped he was the Messiah. Now, mind you, these are followers of Jesus, and they're having a whole different language now. They're like, you know, we, we, we hoped, we hoped he was the Messiah. We hope he was the one that came to rescue Israel. This all happened just three days Three days ago, how do you get amnesia in three days? I mean, guys, we, we get it, guys. We get it. We, it doesn't take us three, three days. We, we get it like in minutes, you know. Like, how, everything that you heard that happened, you, you guys just, you're going to go back. They're going back to Emmaus. They're like, the party's over. This, this, is, this is not the end, church. This is not the end, uh, Cleo and the other guy who gets no name. Like, this is not, this is not how the party ends. So the Bible says this. This happened three days ago, verse 23. Then some women from our group of his, of his followers were at his tomb early this morning, and they came back with an amazing report. They said, yo, the body was missing, 
and they had seen angels who told them that Jesus is alive. Some of the men ran out to see him, and sure enough, his body was gone, just as the women had said. Guys, here's a message in there today. Just listen to the women. That's what it says. Like, why'd they have to go and look for themselves? The women told them, you know, oh, you guys with me? If you would have said amen, guys, it would have gave you some grace. But you're like, I don't believe in that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't agree with you, Wes. Uh, I'm going to find a different church tomorrow. <laughs> some of the men ran out to see, and sure enough, his body was gone, just as the woman has said. Verse 25 says, then Jesus said to them, you foolish people. You find it so hard to believe all that the prophets were wrote, that wrote in scriptures, wasn't it clearly predicted that the Messiah wouldn't, would have to suffer all these things before entering his glory? He looked at him and he said, you guys, here's what he says to them. And I, I, I want to challenge you today. He says to him, he goes, don't you guys believe the Bible? Like, don't you believe the, like, don't you believe that the, what the Bible says is true? I've told you guys, and I've, I've told you guys probably a lot more in this whole year, but like, the only... The only real news is the Bible. The only truth is the Bible. The only thing that can save is the blood of Jesus. That's what you need to know. If I can get you to believe that, this changes everything. We believe in salvation. We believe it's not the end. We believe he's coming back again. We got to believe these, these words are true. The word for the, 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 the Bible verse for the day is in the, in the YouVersion app is 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 16. The Bible says this. Um, every word of God, the whole word of God, is inspired. The word inspired is God breathed. He literally spoke it into men's hearts and minds, and they wrote it out. That's why people are like, well, God used man. No, God spoke it, and they just wrote it down. Like, I know, ladies, I, I know we're not good at following instructions, but when God speaks to you, we probably listen better. You know what I'm saying? Like, so he's like, they, they spoke it, and God wrote it, chiseled it out. You know, however they used it, they wrote it out. God breathed it in. He says, you guys don't believe the Bible? And I, I would suggest to you today, if, you, if, you, if you'd allow me to step on your toes for just a moment, I don't know if we all believe the Bible the same way we all should believe in the Bible. Like, oh, that's, that, that song, like, do we really believe there's 8,000 promises and God has for one for us every single hour of the day? Three of us do. Like, do we really believe that God's given us our children to steward them for just a short moment? Some of us do. Do some of us believe that everything we have has been given to us by God and he just wants us to steward it well for just a short season? Do, do all, all of us may not believe that, but it's true. It's the Bible. Do we believe the big facts that are actually in this book? Do they shape us, our mind, our thoughts? He says, he's like, hey, guys, you don't believe the Bible. Like it's one thing if I say it because you're like, you don't really know what I believe, but if Jesus tells you you don't really believe the Bible, that's like shots fired. Like, that's where Jesus came from. He's like, y'all don't believe the Bible. <laughs> Guys are losers. <laughs> Mind you, they don't know it's him. And he calls them foolish. You know, I'm not going to walk up to Travis and say, like, bro, you're not knowing him. Like, you're, you're foolish. I'm not going to go to any of the guys in our church. I'm like, hey, bro, I want to let you know you're foolish. Like, I'm just not going to do that. People I don't know. Now, once I get to know you, I'm going to tell you that. I'm like, hey, you're an idiot. Like, like the Bible, you don't, you're not following your life by the Bible. I know you shouldn't say that. But I'm like, hey, you, you're, you're, you're making bad choices. You're not doing the right thing. He says, hey, guys, are you kidding me? Then Jesus took them through the writings. Best message they've ever heard. Jesus is now preaching to them. He's like, hey, guys, let me take you to the book of the Bible. He flips open Genesis, and he gives them the whole story, the, the whole deal. 
There was Moses. These guys were falling away from God. God used them. Then Joshua came along and he did it. And, and then we brought in prophets and like that didn't help. And then kings came into play. And, and he, like he walks through all these things that God uses, judges, all these things that he helped God, God used to use to help the people go in the right direction. He walks them all the way through that. He's like, and then it comes to me. <laughs> He's like, this is what it's all about. It comes all the way back to me. And then I died on the cross for his sins. Three days later, I rose again. He walks them through all of that. They have, an, they have hours with them. Three days prior to that, Jesus' crown of thorns, nail-pierced hands. I'm sure he's still a little bit bloody, a little bit stained. He's, he's probably walking slower. He just got his body beat up three days prior to. Prior to. He's like, y'all don't believe the Bible. And he walks them through the Bible. By this time, they were near in Emmaus. They were almost there. They were probably glad that they were there because Jesus is like bringing the A. I mean, talking about, I asked for permission to step on your toes. Jesus did not ask. He's like, yo, foolish people. After the end of their journey, Jesus acted as if he was continuing to go on because he was. But they were like, man, something's different here. Something's different. So here's what they do. Verse 29 says, they begged him. Stay the night with us. It's getting late. Can I ask you a question? When was the last time you begged God to meet with you? That hurt, right? That hit in there somewhere. <laughs> like I have all these things I want Jesus to do. But I got like, I spend less time asking just to be with me. Here I am again, God. Would you, I just need you to, because here's what I know. If, if Jesus gets in there, it's a game changer. Like we, I know, I know a lot of us, we know about God. But like, do we know him intimately? We're like, dude, I get up, it's just me and him. When I go to bed, it's just me and him. When I'm slaying the day, it's me and him. Do we like really think like, like if he doesn't show up tomorrow, can you just go ahead and just, can you rock your day tomorrow without him? That's what he's like, man, just, man, I, they beg, like, please stay with us. So here's where it happens. Here's where something cool happens. Verse 30 says this, they sit down to eat. They took the bread, they blessed it. Then he broke it and he gave it to them. And then suddenly, boom, they're like, it is Jesus. It's the one we... It's the one we've heard about, the story, like, and I don't know what happened, but I don't know exactly why it happened the way that this happened. But here's what I know. There is something magical that happens when you break bread with people and you fellowship with people. If, if, I, if you could tell me there's another place where you can go, that's why church is important. This is the number one re reason why church is important. Because where else are you going to find Christian community at? If you could walk into Chili's today... Or go to chilies.com slash groups and find Christian community, then I would say go there. Now, my dad's on the front row, and some of his best friends go to Chili's. So I don't, I'm, not, I'm not slamming Chili's. You can go to the bar at Chili's, you can meet a lot of people, but your chances of finding Christian community are slim when you just walk in there. Where else can you go? Like when you play sports, my kids are on sports teams, and they're, they're not looking for, you don't go to a sports team and sign up for Christian community. For people that you can just like talk about Jesus with. Did you know we're supposed to, did, did you know you were supposed to talk about Jesus? Like you're supposed to. He says here, hey guys. He's, he's telling them, he's like, hey guys, he preaches his whole entire sermon to them. And they're like, dude, we want to be with Jesus. They break this bread, he blesses it, and the Bible says suddenly their eyes are open. There's something that happens when you break bread with people. It's, this is where community groups come from. There's breaking bread and having Christian friends. Because the Bible tells this, if you don't have any Christian friends, you don't have community, what happens when you fall? There ain't nobody there to pick you up. You need some people that are willing, that are going to fight with you, fight for you, that are going to, that can pick you up. You need that. That's Christian community. The lost world's out there saying, hey, 
if your friend falls, pick them up. The lost world tells us, hey, if your friend falls, you got to keep on going because we're all chasing this thing that we're never going to chase, like chasing the wind. We're never going to catch it. You need some people around you. This ain't even the community group message, Diana. This is like just real life stuff. We need that. I went to lunch with dinner with Travis and Kristen the other day, and, and every time we get together, we're like, why don't we do this more? That's what we're saying. We, it's always better for us when we do it. When we get together, it's always better. We never leave like, oh, man, that was, I've never texted him one time saying, that was miserable. Can we do it again next year? <laughs> it's, I never do that. We have groups at our house and groups all across the city, and you get around people that are like-minded, and something happens. So the Bible says that, uh, that they begged him to stay. He breaks the bread. Verse 31, suddenly their eyes were open. They recognized him. And at that moment, as soon as they recognized him, Jesus leaves. That ticks me off. We figured out it was you and now you want to leave? We walked seven miles with you. You preached at us. We begged you to stay. And you want to do a mic drop on us like that? Are you kidding me? I think some of us in here today, I want to let you know that if Jesus did to them, hey guys, he's trying to equip you, prepare you so you can go out and do other things. How do I know that? Because here's what the Bible says. After he did that, verse 32, he goes, hey guys, the guys are there and they're like, didn't your heart burn? Like, didn't you, like, wasn't your chest on fire? Weren't you, like, kind of, like, itchy? Ugh, what happened? Weren't you, like, didn't something? He goes, he talked with us on this road, and he explained the scriptures to us. He explained them in such a way that we never heard it before. Did you know that you were actually supposed to be explaining scripture to people? You're actually supposed to do that. The Bible says, go out and make disciples. What, what, what's discipleship? What material do I use? The Bible. We're supposed to be out talking about God and God's word. And the Bible says this, and, and this happens, and I love verse 32, there's an immediacy that happens, and there needs to be immediacy that happens with you and I today. He says this, and within the hour, they walk with Jesus, they talk with Jesus, they eat with Jesus, they ask him to stay the night with Jesus. The Bible says, and within an hour, they went right back to Jerusalem. They're like, dude, this, something happened. And we're going to go tell some people about it. Now, I'll be honest with you. When I, when I got saved in fourth grade, it wasn't this miraculous conversion. I wasn't like doing all kinds of things that I was in fourth grade. I was stealing cookies and stealing pencils. That's it. That's all I was doing. Talking back to my parents. I still do it. My point is this. I didn't get like this miraculous conversion. I was in fourth grade. But here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell everyone about it. It was miraculous to me. It changed my life. I know this. I'm not going to hell. I know hell lost another one. I am free. I know that. I know I got up out of the grave. I know that I was old and I became a new creature. I knew that. I knew my mind was broken in pieces, but God gave me a brand new mind. I knew that happened. And the more I read this Bible, the more I spend time with God, I'm learning more and more about all the things that he, he's done for me. I'm learning more and more about the 8,000 promises. I'm learning more and more about the promise that he gives me every hour on the hour, all day, every day. I'm learning. He says here, didn't our hearts burn? And within the hour, they were on the way back to Jerusalem, and they found the 11 disciples and the others who had gathered with them. And they said, guys, you won't believe it. He's risen. He's alive. He was dead. I know. We saw him die. We were there. We went back to Emmaus because we thought it was the end. We thought it was over. We thought game was over. Easter was the pinnacle. And it was it. And Jesus says, no, 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 no. I'm back. And they went back and told him. And over and over again for 40 days, like, hey, you won't believe what happened. They told him, hey, you won't believe what happened. They told him, 
hey, you won't believe what happened. They told him, hey, you won't believe what happened. They told him, hey, for 40 days, hundreds of people experienced. Here's what I, here's what I know about you and I know about me. That was a different moment for them. That was a different moment. They had been with Jesus. It was different. And here's what I know about you. You want to be different. You want to be different. And whether you know it or not, you want to be different. And God wants you to be different. I want to give you three things that different people experience. Here's the, here's the first one. Different people, they see differently. They see differently. I saw this church. I didn't see it in a YMCA. I saw it in a high school, but, but God saw it in a YMCA. We, we see differently. I saw people come in. I saw people getting saved. I didn't know where it was at, but I saw people getting saved. I see another location. I, I see that. I see what's going to happen. I see more slides being, being saved. I saw, I saw friends coming to my, my house, and I, saw, I didn't know it was going to be Ashley, but I knew Ashley, and Ashley would come to my house, and, and she would say, man, there's something different that happens here. And I saw Sarah bringing an Ashley. I didn't know the names, but I just knew that they were going to, I saw that happening. I saw our office space. I saw men sitting in, my, in our office space, and we were opening up the Bible and walking through the book of Ecclesiastes. I saw that happen. I saw these things happen. I see differently because when, when, you, when you're different, you see God. He begins to show you things that he's not showing anybody else. God wants to show you something that he's showing nobody else. Seeing things. Saw this. I see us taking more ground. I see that. I don't know where. I don't know when. I don't know how. But I, know I see it. I saw marriages being put back together. I saw that. I saw young 20-year-old girls trying to figure out how to make sense of life, thirsty as can be, saying, you know what, I'm going to thirst after Jesus and not thirst after things of this world. I saw people leaving the stronghold of likes from social media, including myself. I saw myself. <laughs> I did. I saw myself. It's happy. I'm getting so much more healing. For every one person you unfollow on like, I promise you your mental health will go on a skyrocket high. I'm just speaking that into existence for somebody. They can still follow you, but you may not need to follow them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we see differently. Here's the second thing. Not only do we see differently, but we feel differently. Hey, church, we got to start feeling differently. Didn't our hearts burn? Like, didn't you, like, didn't you feel something, like, so deep down inside, like, at the innermost part of your core? Didn't you feel something? Like, we, like, we, we didn't see it, but like, didn't we feel something, he says, Cleos? Didn't we feel something? I can I ask you a question? When's the last time you felt something and then you acted on it? I think sometimes we're, we're, we're God's trying to like, help us feel it, and we're, like, we're just brushing off our shoulders like it's a nag. I, I, I mean, if you feel something, you should do something. Like, I wish I could see things that everybody else is seeing. Like, no, God's going to show you things, and, and you can act on it. Because didn't you feel that? Didn't you feel that? Like, I know you felt that. Cleo, didn't you feel that? <laughs> like, guys, we felt that. Our hearts were burning. I just I feel that. Hey, church, there's a world out there that's dying and going to hell because they don't have the feel of the Holy Spirit in their life. They don't have Jesus in their life saying, hey, let's go in a different direction. Do you feel like we got to feel that? We got to have feelings for people who are lost and dying and going to hell. We have to have that. I go places all the time and I'm like, man, I just, I feel for them. I feel for young people. 
I feel for marriages that are on the rocks and they could be so much better and they could be life-giving and, and their best. I, I feel for that and it causes me to want to do something. It causes me to want to step into that. It should cause you to want to step into that. When you read this book and you open up, like you, you will begin to see things. You'll begin to feel things. And the third thing is you'll begin to believe differently. Hey, church, I want to be a part of a church that believes differently. I want us to believe that our best days are ahead. I want us to believe that we can help people know God and find freedom and discover purpose and go and make a difference. I want, I, I believe that for us. I believe that. I had a guy follow me off stage last week. No security be found. I was all by myself. <laughs> I'm kidding. I walked off stage and this guy's like, I gotta, dude, I just, I, I gotta tell you what happened. I, six months ago, I came here. I had my, my life was the worst, worst it's ever been. My mental health was in the, in the gutter, the lowest it can be. I had one mortgage payment left. My wife left me, single dad, one little boy, doing my best I can do. He goes, and I walked into this church. Somebody invited him to church. He came to his church. He's like, I'm in, I, I love this church. He was on disability. That's why we believe in miracles. He's like, I'm no longer on disability anymore. I'm healed from that thing that was struggling. I got a job better than I've ever had. Thank you, Chelsea. Like me and Chelsea are happy about it. Like he goes, it's different. He goes, it's different here. And if it's different here, it can be different inside of me. He goes, things are going to change. My kid's doing good. We like this church. He goes, I grew up religious. And I said, man, religion don't help. He goes, man, religion don't help. He goes, relationship with Jesus. I found a freedom group. I'm in freedom group. Things are changing. Seeing things different, I'm feeling things different, I'm believing differently. And here's what I need you to know that when we see right, we'll feel right, and when we feel right, we will believe right, and when we believe right, we will act right. Wrote a poem last night for you guys. <laughs> hey, let's let's be different. Can I tell you something? I didn't tell the first service. Same doesn't same and similar doesn't work. What the world is doing, what the everybody, whatever it's not working. Do people are people are struggling out there, and they're because same doesn't work, similar doesn't work, normal doesn't work, mundane. People are looking for different people, and we have the most different thing in the world. The most different thing in the world is that it, that Jesus came and died and rose again, and he was in a tomb and three days later he rose again. And then when he got out of that tomb, he walked up and down the area, beat up, broken, dragging his leg, crown of thorns, bloody hand, just saying, hey, God, God can, I can change you, I can change you, I can change you, I can change you, I can change you. And the world was flipped upside down because one man was different. And he got a few more people to believe different and to feel different and to act different, to talk different, to go to different places, to believe the big facts of the Bible. And because of that, there's a church in Winter Garden, Florida. And it's not gonna stop on our watch. There's gonna be more churches. There's gonna be more marriages, more families, more kids restored, more families coming back to God. There, there's more, I see more. The Bible says you're actually gonna see greater things than what you've already seen. There's actually greater things to see. I wanna be part of it. We're gonna see greater things. I wanna invite you to stand to your feet. I wanna invite you to pray where you're at. Some of you guys here today, you, your heart hasn't burned in so long. Would you ask God, God help my heart to burn? Right where you're at, heads bowed, eyes goes, God, would you say, God, help my heart to burn. God, help my heart to burn. God, help my heart to burn. God, help me to believe differently. God, help me to be different. Help me to talk different. I want to feel different again. Would you pray that today? You don't know what to pray? Pray that, God, I want to feel different. God, I want to believe different.
God, I want to know that you're faithful. God, I want the promises of God. I want to be different. I want to talk different. Just begin to pray that over yourself over and over again. God, I want to see different. I want to believe different. I want to feel different. Let's believe that. Let's sing it over ourselves until we believe it, to what sticks inside of us. Thank you so much for joining us. If you'd like to know more about Hope Church, please feel free to visit us at hopewintergarden.com or connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Hope Winter Garden. We hope you have a blessed day.